Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we pick up in Mark chapter 9 with verses 30 through 41. Most of us share a common desire, or at least we have at some time in our lives. We want to be first. We want first dibs, first pick, first place. We want priority over others. We want to be in control and in charge. The disciples were no different, and Jesus caught them in a discussion about which of them would be first. What does it take to be first? What do you have to do? What qualifications would cause you to rise to first position and be in charge? Well, as Jesus points out, it all depends on whether you seek the world's way for the world's reasons or God's way for God's reasons. And the way you decide to pursue being first will determine what kind of first place prize you're rewarded with in the end. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, How to Be First. The way to ascend in the kingdom of heaven is to serve other people as if you are serving the Lord himself. Did you see that? If you receive a child in my name, you're receiving me. That's how you show what you think of me. You serve the the other people as if you're serving the Lord Himself, and you do it joyfully, and you do it tirelessly, and you do it faithfully without caring if there's any recognition for you. The way to climb to the top in God's eyes is to fight for the bottom of the pile here on earth so you can lift up somebody else. Now, it doesn't mean depreciating yourself. It doesn't mean verbally putting yourself down so that you put other people in the awkward position of building you up. It doesn't mean that you ignore the fact that God gives you gifts for serving Him by His grace. It means that you use those gifts for the Lord and you want the credit to go only to Him. It doesn't matter about you. It means demonstrating that you're willing to follow Jesus by obeying His Word, even if it should cost you your life. See two paragraphs above where we're studying in Mark 9. I scoured the Bible on this idea of greatest in the kingdom of heaven. It was pretty easy to come to the conclusion that the whole idea of greatest in the kingdom of heaven is bogus. Because if you're in the kingdom of heaven, you don't care about greatest except for Jesus. And you're so glad that He brought you there. Having to measure people relative to one another is something that we do in our pride. But it's not something that will be part of the kingdom of heaven. Whenever you see anyone in the Bible mentioned as greatest, it's always a matter of as man views it. Now, you do see things like uh, people will be there from the greatest to the least of them. There will be people who are wealthy and people who are not, people who were powerful on earth and people who were not. But 
the idea of a greater or lesser citizen in the kingdom of heaven is just, it, it, it's irrelevant. We'll be there with all of our differences and it won't matter to us at all. The only thing that matters for the child of God is the joy of being part of the kingdom of heaven and the further joy of being privileged to serve the King of kings and Lord of lords while we live in this upside-down kingdom in which we live. Did you hear what Jesus said is the one and only sign of being the greatest? Whoever then humbles himself as this child, whoever receives this child. The whole thing has to do with how you relate to others who believe in Jesus Christ. In any interaction with any Christian, you can be greatest by serving. And by the way, don't be proud of being humble about your serving. That's a, that's a slippery thing. You know, do I, do I want to do it so I will look humble? So they'll think I'm... As soon as, you, as soon as you think you have humility, you haven't. So you'd better repent and become like a little child. My friends, don't, don't carry on a feud with someone else in the body of Christ and try to convince me you're a Christian. That's foreign to the whole concept of the kingdom of heaven. Don't get snooty about certain Christians you won't have anything to do with and then try to tell me that you're walking with the Lord. If there is another child of God pictured in this incident by the child that Jesus put in their midst and you refuse to accept that one as a brother or sister, you belie your own claim to be a Christian. Don't miss the big issue. The big issue is the gospel, what Christ did about our sins. Don't argue the wrong issue about who's the greatest in the kingdom, but practice humility. Now, I've got another point because it's in our text. I figured out how it relates, and I called it embrace your teammates. But the truth is, verses 38 to 41, this little section is enigmatic. Yeah, it, it, it refers to an event that isn't recorded in the Bible. Uh, only the Apostle John mentions it. He brings it up to Jesus. I think he brought it up because his conscience was bothering him from Jesus rebuking the pride that he shared with the others. But there's no other mention of this, just something that had happened. Look at it with me and we'll see if we can make the connection. John 9, or Mark 9.38. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he was not following us. Now, do you see how there could be just a little bit of guilty conscience there? You know, he wasn't among the greatest, so we tried to stop him, but he was doing it in Jesus' name. Now, what, what do we know? Well, not much, but we, we know a few things. Whoever this man was, never named, no other explanation, he was truly casting out demons. He, he wasn't a fraud. What he did was in Jesus' name. 
He wasn't like the sons of Sceva mentioned in Acts 19. They were fraudulently claiming to cast out demons. He's not one of the phonies that Jesus refers to in Matthew chapter 7 and then says, I will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of uh, iniquity. So John and the others should have realized that this guy was doing something like what they did when Jesus sent them out to preach. And by the way, remember the previous paragraph? I can tell you one other thing about this guy. I bet he had a good prayer life. Remember when the nine of the twelve apostles couldn't cast out the demon? And Jesus said, "Um, you got to pray? So I think that John is showing that he's starting to catch on a little bit by bringing up this situation. But look what Jesus says, and here's where I think it connects to our text. And this is why I called this Embrace Your Teammates. But Jesus said, verse 39, Do not hinder him, for there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name. So Jesus, again, is validating that it really was a miracle. And be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. And he's saying this is a true believer. And then he says this, For he who is not against us is for us. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because of your name as followers of Christ, truly, I say to you, he will not lose his reward. I call it embrace your teammates because you've got to understand there are only two religions, Christianity and everything else. And if he's not opposing us, and He's doing it in my name, He's with us. There's no such thing as neutrality about the gospel and the kingdom of heaven. You're in or you're out. You're on this team or you're on the other team. You serve yourself or you serve the Lord. And true believers are the kind of people who never would speak evil of Jesus. So you want to be great in the kingdom? How's your faith? That's the issue. Is it like a little child, totally dependent for everything on your loving Father? Let's pray. Father, we thank You for putting this in Your Word, that we could, as it were, be included in that little circle taught by our Savior that day. Lord, it comes so naturally to us to want to be first, to want to be greatest, to want to be most powerful. And we realize that we need to be converted and be like little children. You know the needs of every heart here today, and I pray that if if the need is to call out to you to say, Lord, forgive my sins, make me your child, then do that work in that heart, I pray. If we've been swept away and become a little callous to the things of the world around us and we're seeking our own position rather than seeking to lift up the others, rebuke us, Father, and in Your grace, make us useful once again. Have Your way with us for Your glory in your service, we pray in Jesus' name.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.